three, two, one. Till I collapse. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That's the uh, Jazzercise remix of the yeah. remix album that Eminem made. Um, this is Good Boys Gone Bland. Let's just and start there. And this is a what, bonus let's just start episode. There. You don't have to come in with that high energy. Hey, everybody. Okay. This is a bonus episode that me, Ryan, and who you just yeah. heard, Denali, are That's doing me. on What's and up, off guys? Week. Our ties are loose. We're not doing our regular Good Boys Gone Bland show. No. Because Jace has been canceled. Jace has he's unfortunately made some statements and we had to we had to fire him from the show. Uh, but he's he's out of town uh, that's not, trying that, to yeah. that's not true. He's, he's, he's out of town. That's not true. Yeah, I, he can sue us for libel. Um, Ryan's a lawyer, but what? Jace is out of town. I think he's playing frisbee. Jace is so good at frisbee. He's on like a team, and I think he wins tournaments. I don't know. Yeah, you I, don't, I don't have to be as good as Jace is just to be on a, on a team. Yeah, but Jace is on a, Jace is on a good team for good people. He's well, he's good it's, at on, it's on a yeah, it's on a good. He's on a good team for people who are good at frisbee. I don't They're know incredible. if they check your virtue. Well, I think if you're, I think frisbee, right? Uh, like, I don't think it's kind of alpha broy. Oh, okay, um, but. When he comes back, we'll resume our car season. By God, we will finish that season. It's been a long time. But in the meantime, <laughs> me and Ryan decided to fuck off in the corner over here again and watch uh, another random movie. I, I texted him a list of movies. We kind of decided on a classic from 1997, Batman and Robin. Um, and, and Ryan, I've had this, I had this VHS growing up. My parents bought it as soon as it came out on video. Have you seen this before? Do you have any history? With Only this when movie? I was like four or five. Okay. So I, I had memories that were of this movie, but I don't remember anything about the plot. I'm, I'm in a similar situation. Like I think last time I saw this movie was like 25 years ago. Um, but I, I did watch this every single day. You know, that period of your life where you have the VHSs you watch yep. every day as like a three-year-old <laughs> and you just keep rewinding and you're like, I'm going to watch it again after it, after it ends. Um, that was this movie for me. So even though I, I don't, I couldn't tell you anything about it before watching it. When I was watching, I, was, I knew every yep. single beat, every yeah, line. Exactly. I was like, I know this whole movie, which is why I was so excited to revisit it. This movie sits at an interesting place, uh, in the whole Batman saga. Not only in Batman, Right. But this is an important movie for film and pop culture. <laughs> it was like the inflection point, I think, for all of film history. Right, because, spoilers, this movie killed any momentum for superhero movies or anything <laughs> because it was so, so terrible. So, so uh, we don't even have to say, we don't, we don't have to sugarcoat it, right? It was wild, yeah. People lost their careers, essentially, because <laughs> of this movie. But it was huge. From a budget and like important standpoint, um, mm -hmm. like Arnold Schwarzenegger had like he broke the record for the highest salary in this movie. Yeah, twenty million dollars, I think, wasn't it for Something for like just that. this movie? Insane. Um, and before so before we get further to, I mean, this is a bonus episode. We got our fucking ties off, but at least I want to say we're a podcast. We marathon and review. 10 movies of a similar actor and subject. We're trying to get better at saying that every episode. But this episode, it's nothing. This is a throw it away, all right? This has nothing to do with our canon. Watch a different episode if you got a problem with it. You want continuity? Well, this we're isn't your episode. For you. We're not the podcast for you. It ends here, just like Batman and Robin, um, at least with Batman and Robin movie. Maybe we'll do a Batman season. At one point early on in the podcast, I will admit, one of my notes, one of my early notes, and I don't think I'll ever want to pitch it, but is batman season question mark because hbo I thought has about like, it while watching this yeah, movie right 
I would be up for it, but it's part of me is kind of like, is that too obvious for three straight bros <laughs> to <laughs> watch a bunch of Batman movies? <laughs> ba- ba- yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, it could be fun, but yeah, I'm not sure if I want to touch it. Um, we are talking about where this sits in the Pantheon, right? This movie kind of killed the Nick Cage Superman movie. There right. was kind of there was gonna be that whole campy franchise that came that came out. It was this is like what movie number four or five uh, from the '90s Batman's, and this is what led to the Chris Nolan Batman verse, right? The Which serious, led to the gritty, the, yeah. the gritty reboot of Iron Man, right? <laughs> and the realistic, grounded super like we're gonna take superheroes seriously. Right. The villains are gonna be super grounded. They're not gonna be like cartoons. Um, yeah. And all of the cringy Joker memes that we live in a society, all of the weird incel stuff, the Joker movie, all of this stems as a reaction from this. Right. <laughs> this thing's like the H bomb. Yeah, uh, or, I think or the atom bomb. Yeah, the, I think also Sam Raimi doing the Spider Man movies and the way he did them, like like right. they're serious movies from a director who is not very serious most of the time. <laughs> was it was also a reaction yeah. to this and saying like, if you have your villain making jokes every single line. Nobody's going to care about them. And so the movie's not just not going to land. So maybe we need to make this a serious movie. I mean, watching this movie after, you know, we're like 20 years removed from watching like superhero movies like this. Back when superheroes were campy garbage, you know, I'm watching tons of like really, really serious superhero content. I'm supposed to be inspired. I'm supposed to connect on a really real level. Every single superhero movie, I'm feeling the fatigue. Going back, watching this movie from the opening scene, I was kind of like, I don't know. This is kind of a delight for me to watch. It, it <laughs> came full circle, it, I think. Yeah, I think so. I want to get that out there. <laughs> yeah. That I think if it hadn't been so poorly done in a lot of other mm. aspects, the tone right. of this movie could have been salvaged. I think so. I think so. And there are moments in this movie where it's kind of a vibe. I'm kind of eating up the campiness uh, in this movie. And this is, we kind of talked about, like, in previous episodes, we were, t- we, we like, we were defending Nickelback and Creed. <laughs> so we are talking, like, oh, were we too hard on them? Right. And I think this is another one of those moments where you, you get oversaturated with something, you know, you move away from it, and then that gets oversaturated. You come back, and you're like, oh, no, wait, this was a, a moment in time that was actually kind of awesome. I think um, part of the issue is, that like they were a bit ahead of their time and they needed to commit like fully right Right. there's some weird kind of quasi spoof movie jokes in here like with the batman credit card yeah that actually (laughs) without it (laughs) actually are like so close they're so close to landing right (laughs) uh (laughs) and i think we should just get into the movie because it's hard to there's it's hard to come up with a explanation for why this movie did or didn't work without going kind of going beat by beat and having the audience have a little bit of context because they probably haven't seen it in 25 years either because please do not rewatch this movie (laughs) it's on max you can see it if you want you know what i recommend you watch it then then come back just as long as you stream us um this movie do you do you want me to do you do you want to do the synopsis ryan you never do the synopsis i never do the synopsis not in our bonuses i'm always doing this i can do the synopsis again i think i'm so good at it but like i want you're gonna do it practice you're gonna do it but i want to say that like i was excited to pick this movie because you you Mm -hmm. you texted me a list and i was like oh this could be fun and uh i was i was pretty excited and i was like yeah this could be one i totally on board with i don't know Mm -hmm. started watching it and my motivation to record this episode <laughs> went down, down, down. 
So if it was a different movie and I had a different experience, I would jump on the opportunity to do the synopsis. Okay. All right. I'll do the work here. I'll, I'll spare you the, the reliving of that experience. And I'll have to say, right, when I hit start, I was like, oh, yes. And I saw the two hours and five minutes runtime, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> this is this is a sometimes food, and this is not a, a, a two-hour feast that I'm looking forward to. But Batman and Robin came out summer 1997. A lot of hot movies coming out in the late 90s. Uh, this is kind of the continuation of, like, the Tim Burton Batman movies. This was the first one without Tim Burton's involvement. Uh, this is done by Joel Schumacher, legendary director of kind of campy genre films. Um, and he's coming in doing a hyper-stylized, campy version of Batman and Robin. This is uh, the second movie with Robin in it with Chris O'Donnell. They brought him back, but record scratch, they switched out Val Kilmer's Batman with George Clooney. Okay? Controversial decision, and George Clooney apologizes constantly for this. Um, but you've got a pretty killer cast here. You've got... Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. You've got Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy and Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl. This is 90s finest here, all right? And even even later on's finest. Uh, incredible cast. And uh, boy, oh boy, the, the plot goes all over the place. You got most of the plot being dedicated to origin stories for the for the for all the villains. There's Bane in this movie. Uh, and it's basically about Batman and Robin kind of trying to keep their relationship together in the face of all of these villains taking Gotham City. Uh, Robin, he looks like a 30-year-old man, but he acts like a 14-year-old, and he wants to do his own show here, and uh, Poison Ivy and, and Mr. Freeze threatens to drive a wedge between them. Can they save the day uh, before Mr. Freeze freezes the world and makes plants grow everywhere with the help of poison ivy but saves his wife i guess um doesn't matter they're gonna they're gonna stop him and that's that's the movie okay it's a batman movie and that's all you need to know yeah so i want to i want to first jump off and just say yeah the plot of this movie yes is whatever is currently happening on screen (laughs) yes you live in the moment yeah because like (laughs) whatever freeze is not on screen they're yeah. not like, oh man, Freeze is gonna do this thing. How are we gonna stop him? <laughs> They're like, let's go see what Freeze is up to. <laughs> Everyone in this movie is like a golden retriever, where it's like anything that's right in front of them is their entire universe. Yeah. And they're like, oh fuck, Mister Freeze! Oh, what are you doing here? And uh, so yeah. there, there's a couple things I was just during the during this, and I texted you this. I'm sorry. During the movie, when I was watching the movie, I had this weird thought that maybe you were also watching the movie. <laughs> sure. Fair. But I was going through the trivia while watching. I normally don't do that. This was such a shit show that I it didn't matter. And a couple of the trivias did not match to what I was watching because they were describing, <laughs> like, they were explaining the subplots. And I was like, that's not, like, there hasn't been any sub, there's no, there's no subplots in this right, okay. movie. Yeah. Like, one was like, uh, Vivica A. Fox plays this character, Misbehaven, oh. and the subplot with her character is that she's trying to do this thing, and all this, and I was like, what? Like, no! <laughs> that char- like, that character was on screen one time. <laughs> and, like, the, the trivia had these, like, subplots, and I thought I was going insane watching yeah. this movie, and, like, none of that came across. It's just Batman and Robin running around every time... The bat signal was it the off. right was it the right movie yes. you were looking at? On oh the yes. Thing? Oh, that's There's so thousands okay, of pieces okay, yeah. of trivia. Okay, <laughs> I I agree. I had I had a similar reaction to this movie. Um, it's it's kind of buck wild. Um, but I don't want to ruin our momentum, but I do want to talk about its release with the box office. Go ahead. Because 
This is June 20th, 1997. All right, this is hot summer weekend, okay? This opened number one. All right, this did this did big money in the box office, and it, and it took out some other uh, some other big big pictures here. But I wanted to see if you could guess number two here. Oh, now, since Jace is in an absentia, what we did before is if you get three guesses and then Jace automatically gets it right. What year? What is number two in the box office, June 20th, 1997? This is a Julia Roberts movie. I don't know any Julia Roberts movies. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like a Julia Roberts vehicle or she's in it. She, she's in it. She's the star. She's the star of this movie. It's uh, about a wedding. You haven't seen the Pelican Brief? I feel like you'd be a Pelican Brief head. This is Pelican Brief? No, it's not. It's but you've, that's a Julia Roberts movie. You I don't watch lawyer one. movies. <laughs> Pelican Brief? Fuck that! You know how many briefs I've read and written? <laughs> I'm not watching a movie about that shit. Okay. Pelicans though. Can you guess the title of this movie? Well, that's the whole game. Can you give me a clue? What says Julia Roberts? It has it has the words friend in it. My friend, the pelican. You're close, and there's no pelican. It has, it's a wedding movie with the word friend in it. My best friend's wedding. That is correct. You you got it. Yeah, I knew that was a movie. I didn't know Julie. You Robinson. knew that was a movie. I've I've never heard of this. It grossed three hundred million dollars. What? Uh, <laughs> I know. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. I'm sorry. I was drinking water. I just choked on it. <laughs> It was a real life spit take on my uh, <laughs> my Discord camera here. Ryan's so, computer is ruined. That, so you're you're not reading a typo. Uh, it's, sorry, it's two hundred ninety nine point three million dollars in the box office. I thought that was okay. like a like a like a, like a unheard of rom com. Yeah, there's random box offices we've done in the past where I look at the thing and it's like, oh, this was like a three hundred million dollar grossing movie, and not, not, the three of us haven't heard of it, and we call ourselves a movie podcast. Uh, number five on the box office i'm reason why i'm skipping to five is because this was a hit movie that batman and robin knocked out of the box office this weekend okay this is a sequel to a movie we watched on this podcast oh shit really yeah like like is it as big as the original no oh but we didn't watch this we watched the original we watched the original gremlins 2 it is not gremlins 2 1997 Think I don't carefully. know when Gremlins 2 was made. Not that year. <laughs> Sequel to one we... This, what, what season? I'm trying to speak so carefully. Okay, here. okay. It's, would, would season <laughs> give it away? It was a season with an actor. Okay. Bill and Ted? It is not Bill and Ted. Oh, that was a good guess. You have one more guess. Oh, fuck. Then we get to go to Jace. Then then Jace is going to guess. <laughs> Do you want one more hint? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, it is a movie that takes place on a boat. <laughs> serenity 2 the, the the title is that your final serenity 2 the, the serenity 1 came out in like 2008 what movies what boat movies did we watch <laughs> it's about a boat going really fast man speed 2 what's the full title speed to the ocean baby <laughs> i'm gonna give you half a point it's speed 2 cruise control nice it's about a boat yeah, if they're on a boat, it's it's about a, a was it a, a cruise ship that can't drop below a certain speed? But I think cruise ships go at like twenty five knots. It, um, yeah, is and then it is Keanu in it? 
No, no, they recast Keanu but kept Sandra Bullock. It oh, was a huge flop. And then uh, just, I'm not going to, the rest of the, the list here is insane. Con Air, uh, Lost World, Jurassic Park, Austin Powers, The Fifth Element, Hercules, Jungle to Jungle, Liar Liar. This is like insane run um, that we talked about in the late 90s. But to get back into the movie, Ryan, you barely you barely won against Jace. Congratulations. He was going to guess the Bionicle movie. <laughs> it was, <laughs> and I would have given him a point for that. Uh, this movie, The Startup. Okay, like this. This is when my like my core memories were getting getting triggered watching this because like you see like the gloves go on. You're yeah. Like, oh yeah. And then boom, the ass goes yes. on. Boom. I, my <laughs> first one like, was ass shot. And then boom, cod piece right in your face, <laughs> right zoomed in, right in your face, and you're reeling from that, and it's like boom, bat nipples right in your fucking face. And they're for, like staring and, you in the eyes. And there's two people, so it's yeah, like two head. asses. <laughs> yeah, it's like one two punch of asses. It's like boom, boom. And um, they are sculpted asses. Like they are like the plate is like it. They look like Greek gods. And yeah. I think that they was didn't the need to right? put the they, seam. Yeah, they, they didn't. didn't need to put the <laughs> the middle. Part. Why was there a butt seam? <laughs> that would be you know. uncomfortable to wear. Like, guys, this would be so much more comfortable if it went straight across the top of the cheeks. I need my Batman cheeked up like crazy, dude. That's the only way. And it's like you compare did that you, to like. Did you know this? later in the movie when he's getting dragged by the when she's like my plants have a crush on you or something and she pulls him by the ankles his cape is supposed to be tied to his boots but the strings are too long and his ass shows it's the same (laughs) but like that's the real costume it's like why was the butt accentuated and there's like this like cod piece like which I under, for protection, yeah, all right, for protection. It goes it, so it's prominent. It goes so prominent that yeah, they have to write it into the script. Yeah, because it, it's someone makes a joke where they're like, "I like my bat suit or I like my superhero suits anatomically, yeah, anatomically correct." Good joke. Yeah. Um, I was reading these suits weighed like fifty pounds each, and George Clooney famously said he hated wearing these suits because they were so miserable to be in. And I think these were the suits too. Like every Batman actor has talked about it. Like uh, even all the way up to Robert Pattinson, they're like these suits can take anywhere between three to six hours to take on and off. So if you have to pee, God forbid, just I don't know. He was he was just like, don't make sure you don't have to be just dehydrate yourself. All these people are miserable in all these scenes. It doesn't make like that aspect of Hollywood does not make any sense to me. Yeah. The practical, impractical <laughs> suits. Just like take the, the piece off. Like, yeah, yeah. just make it detachable. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not looking For at God his sakes. belt. <laughs> and uh, listen, as someone who's uh, been in costume okay. in a production. All right. Uh, it's been no problem for me to take off a costume. They let me bring that thing into the bathroom, which I'm always really surprised about. But yeah, I mean, that that was <laughs> that scene right off the bat. Incredible. And then it's it's building up to this. I think the whole first five minute sequence is is flawless. I love that whole that whole section. You're going to have to uh, tell me what's at the five minute mark. OK. Are you including Mr. Freeze's premiere? Yes, yes, I love Mr. Freeze's premiere. <laughs> I can see now, I can understand the reaction to it, all right? You've watched a lot of campy-ass Batman, and you see this, you're like, Jesus Christ, this is too much. But like the opening scene where Bat- the, the big colorful Batmobile comes in with the spinning lights, and then Robin's like, why don't I get a car? And then they make a joke, haha, and they fly off. And then Mr. Freeze, every single line is a freeze pun. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the, the problem, here, okay, here's the problem. Yeah. With making every single line a freeze pun. It's not the fact that every single line is a freeze pun. That's perfectly fine. 
the it's problem cool. is that you run out of freeze puns. <laughs> the Ice Age! <laughs> and you start making up stuff. and Or repeating. and Or just saying yeah. cold-related words. He was running dry towards the two-hour mark. Where he's like, let's he just, kick some ice. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> chill! <laughs> chill! He's like, okay, come on, man. Like, I'm running out of puns! And that is such a departure from the really, really respected Mr. Freeze performance in the Batman animated series where, you know, his performance is like Shakespearean. He's like, oh, my love, Nora, I I constructed this. It was like a really tragic figure. He's a a genius also. Yeah. And he has like a really sympathetic, reasonable kind of uh, character. But Mr. Freeze in this movie, (laughs) he's more cartoonish. He's like, oh, oh, time to freeze, Batman. When he gets, <laughs> when he gets knocked in the liquid and turns into Mr. Freed. <laughs> that like, was hilarious. Oh, no. My oh, God, Grails. <laughs> and Mr. Freeze's gigantic nipples as well on his suit. Well, it Did makes sense. That? <laughs> <laughs> that one. Those, that's on the suit, baby. That's Mr. At, that's at all natural. Is, is my robo nipples. <laughs> it's the only thing that could... How's my extremely hard constant uh my neighbors are gonna hear me say this um between that also another departure is bane in this movie where which i think is, people which is remember. my favorite villain my yeah. favorite batman villain. um right and you, you've read nightfall yeah. too you're, you're you're kind of an og batman kind of a nerd head uh folks at home don't leak this but yeah uh the bane in this movie is what i always remembered bane as and so, like, watching Bane's performance in The Dark Knight Rises, you know, where he's doing, like, the, oh, perhaps you're wondering, blah, blah, blah. And he's very charismatic and right. very, very cool. This one, he's, like... The complete opposite? He's nonverbal. At one point, Mr. Freeze gives Bane a little task. He says, yeah. He says, Bane, can you please take these, these bombs, there's ice bombs, or freeze bombs, go put them around the room, please. Yeah. I'm going to blow this pulp place up. And so I need bombs yeah. to do that. Can you, can you do that for me, Bane? And Bane goes... And he takes the bombs, starts walking around the room, and he puts them down, and he goes, Bomb. <laughs> bomb. As he's putting each bomb down. As he's putting down. each bomb down. Like, that's that's and- the most character you get out of Bane. <laughs> like, the Chris Nolan Bane would have been like, Oh, yes, the bombs. That would ignite the fires of the revolution. Great thinking. <laughs> <laughs> my, my canon is that it's the same character. <laughs> It's Bane with a hangover the whole movie. It's just like, oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Ivy, water. And uh, speaking of Ivy in this movie, I I really liked Uma Thurman's performance. Oh, my God. That's going to be a debate topic. (laughs) I think she was giving complete cartoon character. Like, I think she understood what the... I'm not saying her acting performance... Yeah. was objectively poor for what she was trying to do and was probably told to do. Yeah, I'm saying like choice, her performance was the worst thing I've ever seen with my eyeballs. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was by far the most, like, spoof character. But once again, the script itself wasn't, like, it wasn't spoof-y. It was just always kind of not... I don't know. That, that, that's, that's, why, that's why I can't do it. It's like, it was... A cart like what we were looking at was cartoonish, mm-hmm. right? But all the characters they were this weird in between serious and silly. Like like it's not a comedy. This is this is not a comedy movie at, at all. Mm-hmm. But everything everybody says is like unserious and like they needed to be a little more, little more into the, lean harder into something, right? To make it One way or the other. 
And it's not Uma Thurman's fault at all. I just think it was a terrible idea. I get that. And I think that's a lot of why this movie doesn't work. I think it's trying to ride the line between drama and <laughs> ridiculousness a little too hard. Poison Ivy's motives in this movie. It's kind of like a caricature of what like a, a 90s person would think an environmentalist is. Where she's just like, oh, dude, I have that in here. <laughs> like, right? I have anti-environmentalist like, propaganda. Yeah, she comes up to Mr. Wayne and she's like, you guys are polluting the planet, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, like totally Fair. reasonable. And he reads this thing and he's like, you're calling for the complete eradication of humans at the expense of plants. <laughs> or like, yeah. you know, he's like, you, you want to get rid of heating and cool- millions would die. And she's just like, them's the breaks, baby. Like she just kind of yeah. like, was he's like, like whatever. people come first. He, yeah and then so it, audience for, for what's happening here is that hollywood once again is taking on like it's personifying the and bruce wayne it's personifying like a conservative like oil executive right and saying like we're the reasonable ones we care about yeah. people these environmentalists the people who believe in climate change and tell you that you should change things about your life they're they want to murder you <laughs> like they're plant worshippers and like yeah there's there's that whole vibe in there and bruce wayne could he could have said like a one throwaway line where he's like oh well maybe we could like compromise maybe i'll look into some of this shit that you're talking about he was just he pretty much told her to get fucked come to my sweet ass party <laughs> with billionaires um there is a big stunt piece in the beginning of this movie not to jump back too much but with mr freeze where it's kind of established he has a bunch of hockey minions and uh yeah so so let's run through the intro yeah because because this is really going to do a lot to set the whole movie because sure the 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 pace of this movie is two minute long batman scene yeah freeze gets up to something and then batman shows up two minute long batman scene and it repeats (laughs) and so (laughs) until credits (laughs) uh you want do you want to give the rendition of like what is freeze doing okay Batman rides down the back of a dinosaur like Fred Flintstone. I just want to say that first. Okay. That's, I just want, out of the way, it's gone. All right. Great. Uh, (laughs) Mr. Freeze, he wants diamonds to power his his freeze suit because for some reason, diamonds kind of power his freeze technology. Now, famously in the comics, he's a very sympathetic, tragic figure where he's trying to keep his sick wife alive cryogenically using kind of his freeze technology. That's why he's stealing diamonds and he needs one last big diamond score to make it work. Um, he's grabbing one of his last diamonds at this like museum or something. Batman comes in and then Mr. Freeze is like, he calls in hundreds of hockey minions and Batman and Robin click their heels together in an hilarious scene (laughs) where they pop out bat skates. Incredible. Um, and they're doing this big hockey battle in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, because Freeze has turned the entire floor of the museum into ice rinks with his freeze gun. And this is also where it's hilariously established that, like, anyone he freezes, he's like, oh, you have 11 minutes to unfreeze that guy or he's going to die. <laughs> and, like, that's that goes throughout the movie. And it, it, I think it, I'm I don't know about you, but I'm constantly, like, checking the time. Yeah. For the people who are frozen in the movie. <laughs> and it's constantly like they're uh, they're thawing them out at, like, 1059. And they're like, oh, that was close. Oh, thank God. They would have died in one second. <laughs> No damage there, being frozen alive for 10 minutes. But yeah, Mr. Freeze, he brings in a tank, steals the diamond, and shoots off in a space rocket uh, into space to presumably freeze and explode Gotham. Uh, You know, Batman and Robin stop it. They use a bat bomb to blow up the rocket and, you know, fly on the debris like surfboards to (laughs) catch Mr. Freeze as he's gliding towards Gotham City. 
um, and they land in a furnace that Mr. Freeze freezes, and uh, Robin gets frozen alive, and Mr. Freeze says that line, That's what makes you weak, Batman! I'll kill you next time! And then he uh, leaves when Batman thaws out Robin. Um, unbelievable sequence of It's events. just... It's something out of, like, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, you it know? is. It's just one after another weird and thing. the thing I like, my best note about this movie is that Freeze really is 100% in it for the bit. Yeah, totally. Like, like oh, his name is Freeze. It's spelled F-R-I-E-Z-E. That's funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> Pretty good. Hey, you know what? That's a hilarious coincidence because I have to be cold all the time. I'm just yeah. going to call myself Mr. Freeze. Yeah. And, and you know Dr. what? Dr. Freeze. Yeah, well, okay, whatever. And then I'm going to, like, freeze everything. I'm going to make some cold yeah. rice. That would be freaking hilarious. And then uh, when we get back to my house, I'm going to put on my little slippers, uh, my little winter clothes. I'm going to sit on the ice throne. Yeah. And I'm going to make my minions sing Christmas carols against their will. Mr. Snow Miser. And it's going to be this whole thing. I've got a snow vault. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to go 100% in. <laughs> Anybody who wants to sign up, take a number. <laughs> it's hilarious because, like, in a, in let's say in like the like a Christopher Nolan version of of Mister Freeze, right. which I would pay any amount of money to see. Yes, he'd probably just have a regular gun where he's just like, okay, I have to keep myself cold. Yes, There's I'm going to no shoot reason. you in the face if you get near yeah. me, Batman. Right, because I have this other goal. I don't have time to make a bazooka that freezes people for eleven minutes and, and slowly kills them, and I don't need to do. Well, and also. Freeze has got this weird morality thing where, like, right, he just freezes people that he was trying to kill, and then he gives like there's a there's the eleven minutes, yeah, yeah, he, and you still have a chance them. to save the person, right, right. It's kind of non lethal, yeah. Because like he, I feel like how many people does he kill? <laughs> I don't think he killed anybody. In Did this he movie. commit a single crime? <laughs> okay, okay. I think I think attempted counts when he freezes the whole city. But in his def- defense, I'm going to be his lawyer for a sec. All right. He said his goal Objection. was to sustained. Uh, if he, he freeze. <laughs> is that what they, I don't know what they say. Uh, he plans to freeze the city and then hold it ransom so he can fund his research, which would they just give him the money and uh, he can just go back to being university professor. I don't really know what the um, but he, he didn't plan to kill everybody. He was just kind of like, I'm going to freeze it. And you guys are going to transfer. You're going to Venmo me like whatever amount of money that I want. Right. I have no clue. It, it doesn't I, matter. I, I, didn't, I didn't know there was a ransom thing going on. He says it once, and then it goes out the window. At the That's end. what I mean. It's like, this is just a collection of scenes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a collection of SNL skits. Um, so eventually, the, the, the plot revolves yeah. around this telescope. It's going yes. to be the world's most advanced telescope. And it's built right in the middle of the world's largest city. Great mm-hmm. spot for a telescope. Sea level. Super dark. And uh, it uses a satellite system to look at stars that are on the other side of the globe. Well, I think it's they're like looking at the planet, though, right? Because they, they said the mirror. They said that, in? but then they okay. showed looking at the stars. They said planet, okay. but I think they mean looking at the stars from the other side of the planet. All right. Okay. Every other telescope on Earth uses a different strategy to do that. They wait twelve hours. Right. <laughs> this telescope uh, is is eventually becomes a plot point because that's how freeze uses the he converts it to a freeze ray makes complete sense yes a, a, a telescope, telescope who that is that is absorbing light yeah from it's stars. a one-to-one transfer freeze ray you hit a couple buttons freeze ray 
boom. It's, it's bet, always I, on actually, the edge. I have, actually have a telescope. Yeah. I got to be careful. One time, Julie mm-hmm. bumped it when she was moving yeah. it. She bumped, a, she bumped one of the dials. Freeze ray. Froze herself. Happens all the time. I got I've there in 10 the minutes. <laughs> Thank God. Could you imagine if I was playing one Clash of Clans for another 45 seconds? <laughs> Thank God. And you... uh. You, you hit her with a, a, a heat ray that I instantly... Had a, I, so I had a reverse telescope. I had a microscope yeah. that if you bump that one wrong, heat ray. So right, I and just, it's I so just, hot. Yeah. <laughs> that would instantly thaw and without damaging the person. Yeah. Uh, the telescope was was dumb. So that's one big but, plot point. But the other, okay. the other big plot point in my mind, there's like, uh-huh. there's like telescope stuff. And then there's Batgirl. Batgirl's kind of hanging around. Yeah. Alicia Silverstone in this movie. Coming right off of Clueless. I think, right? It was right. clueless, kind of early 90s. She shows up, and she's like, Uncle Alfred! And they're like, Uncle Alfred? And, like, you had a secret niece? And, um, yeah, I, th- I think she's kind of, like, trying to do, like, the 90s, like, edgy teen, where she's, like, into secret motorcycle racing and s- sort of in- into, like, Aikido and stuff. And then, I don't know, she, I think it's really funny <laughs> where she uh, she finds the Batcave and gets the Batman, co- Batman outfit, you know, the Batgirl outfit, and then eventually she kind of shows up and then just starts whooping ass and everything. And Batman's but like, like Bat- who the fuck is this lady? <laughs> yeah, she's like, what the fuck? And then she's like, it's me. It's it's Barbara. And he's and she's like, I found the Batcave. I know you guys are Batman. And he's like, oh, sick. Okay, cool. Let, let's get going. And like, that that was it. That was the transition. It wasn't like, holy fuck. Someone you just found called our, me Bruce. Yeah. And someone found our cave. Like, our cover's yeah. blown. Yeah. And like their their reactions was Lamau, guess we're gonna have to kill you, LOL. Just kidding. Let's get going and kick some ass. And I just like that tone I think was was kind of indicative of the whole movie where it's just like nothing really matters. We're just watching this. <laughs> so The Um Yeah, I think that's part of it too, is like I don't know if I've seen any of the other Batman movies. I've seen parts of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like the original Batmans. That's surprising, dog. Yeah. yeah. Probably because when I was a kid, I realized this one was utter shit, and I wasn't thinking that the ones that are older than this would be any better. Kind of they are, re- they're regarded better. They I, are. I that, that was the conversation yeah. me and Julie had. Is they're probably right. better because everybody has a better opinion of Michael Keaton. Right. But there's just little things about this movie, and my we don't have to go through the whole thing because obviously Batman wins. But right. like spoilers, Batman's frozen to death, and he he fucking falls. He shatters into a million pieces. He yeah, Ripperoni, Bruce Aroni. Uh, <laughs> we have i i, I want to talk about let's 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 point by point and more like my problems with okay. why i was not having a good time and things i learned in the trivia also but this movie just is so overproduced like mm-hmm. it's amazing what the sets like the people who built the sets like what they did outrageous and yeah. how and like all these technical accomplishments they did uh yeah. i don't know how they made so many icicles it was foam but like everything was practical. There's only a few explosions of like the telescope at the end that are not practical. It looks incredible. Batman's like, there he's... fighting hockey dudes, right? Yeah. Like they're not CGI like critters like and stuff. Right. And that was really great. The problem is that no two characters like ever share a scene, really. Like they're mm. they're never like at least not in costume or like in the big set pieces. It's so you're so aware you're watching a movie. There's right. no attempt to give any sort of immersion or or like realism or like emotional connection to each individual scene. Like the scenes themselves don't have arcs to them. They don't they don't make you see the character like in a different way. 
It's just freezes here. He's stealing shit. Batman's going to show up and punch him and try and get the diamonds back. Yeah. And yeah. it's while I think the script attempted to have some sort of like, oh, in this scene, you know, Poison Ivy is taking advantage of Mr. Freeze and stuff. They say that while surrounded by like $50 million of props and stuff. Yeah. And they, and then when there's nowhere else for the actors to stand, they, they can only stand in like these, this one <laughs> little spot on, on the stage. Yeah. And also in the like the new Batman movies, like Gotham felt like a real place because it was filmed in a real city. Mm-hmm. There was not one real thing in here. Everything was on a soundstage. The, the whole city is completely built from scratch, based like all the models and right. everything. Like, you, there's nothing recognizable in there. And it's such a stark contrast between the scenes at Wayne Manor and those scenes because see, the Wayne Manor scenes are boring. They're right. so boring. And <laughs> it's... I get that they were trying to have this ebb and flow to it, like the yeah. the action scenes were supposed to be flow, and then when they're at Bruce right. Manor, that's their that's their refuge, that's their cave. Take that's, a breath. Yeah, yeah. But Jesus Christ, like it crawled. Yeah, you need to have it, it, something, some character beats like going on in the in the scenes at the Wayne Manor. I'm at like in Batman Begins, they're like setting up the lab, and Bruce is doing yeah. push ups and all this stuff, and he's like. <laughs> What will it cost to get that installed and all this kind of stuff? In this movie, they're like, yeah. I am Bruce. Alfred, you work I, for me. You have worked for me for 30 years. You seem kind of tired flashbacks. today. Yeah. <laughs> and like, wasn't helped by the fact that George Clooney didn't do a voice. Right. He's doing George Clooney's voice, which is a good voice. Yeah. I, I like his voice. But also, but he, like, not doing... in the rest of the movie, when he's fighting Doc, when he's fighting Mr. Freeze or whatever, he's just like... He's just he's also just George Clooney and he his inflection never changes. And he's a public figure, dog. Like let's say like, you know, God forbid Elon Musk was a Batman type character. Oh, fuck, dude, don't give me <laughs> And you numbers. heard his voice cuz he Batman's speaking in public a lot. You're like, "Isn't that that fucking guy we hear like on podcasts all the time? That that fucking clown?" Like you're, they're going to recognize right. George Clooney's voice for God's sake. And sakes. just something that like the whole point of the Cape Crusader idea is that like you don't know his identity, but right. it actually he's not just a normal dude. He's like a super powerful dude. And that's kind of the, that's the idea, right? Like yeah. he has to be super protective of his identity because he's not just a normal dude. This yeah. movie does not understand that he at doesn't all. Give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't like, it doesn't give any stakes to when he's Batman because there's a plot point in the dark Knight about Batman getting exposed. That's like a huge thing. That's I mean, what half the movie revolves around. The man has a fucking bank account in Batman's name. <laughs> this dude has a yeah, bat car. And Batman rolls up like, I'm going to bid $7 million on this. Like, there's only three people in the city that have $7 million. The the rich billionaires in the room were only bidding yeah. thirty grand. Yeah, I, I wrote that down as a note with the Poison Ivy scene because I that scene's hilarious. First, start opening with the purple gorilla costume sexily dancing for like a really long time. And then Poison Ivy auctioning herself. She's like seducing everybody. Rich people are bidding like $50,000, $100,000. And Batman's like, a million, two million. Like he's like losing his mind in front of these people. And then Robin's like, three million of Batman's money, please. Like it's it was an absurd scene. And it's it begs the question, like, what the fuck is Batman buying in character? Is that so he can like go to like a hot dog cart mid mid thing and it's really quick so he doesn't have to change out or something? Yeah, so he just, he he's just saying, what's the, the lore behind the card? What's the lore? Is it is it is the mouthpiece so he can eat hot dogs like while on the without having to take it off? Because there's no reason for any of this. There's no reason for this movie to exist. It's no. <laughs> 
Well, there is a reason, and that reason is toys. Because oh, that's when you look right. at the trivia, yeah, that is the main motivator of almost every decision in this movie. Joel Schumacher is constantly, you look at all of his interviews, you listen to any of that stuff, he is constantly talking about how producers are like, no, we got to make that a toy dog, change the costumes again. It's got to look like that, you got to act like this. And there's a lot of uh, stories about him on the megaphone where he's kind of shouting, he's like, Remember, guys, this is a cartoon. Act like a cartoon. And that is indicated throughout the entire movie. It's like you're watching a Saturday morning cartoon stretched to two hours. Um, yes. And not like multiple yeah. episodes strung together. Like yeah, one it's, episode. It's, it's the same arc. And like, okay, sorry. The, the billionaire scene, I just, that scene also doesn't make sense because like Bruce knows Mr. Freeze is going to show up, right? And he's like, I'm going to bait these <laughs> other rich people. <laughs> And he's like, okay, okay. He's like, they're gonna, he's gonna show up, and uh, like as expected, yeah, Mr. This whole thing shows is a up. Trap. He opens fire on the crowd, <laughs> like he like Batman's like, oh, fuck. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, but Batman is like, oh shit. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm not gonna deal with that right now. <laughs> and, and like he had no fucking plan to recover like 300 frozen people in the moment. <laughs> It was just like a total botch job where he's like, I know this heavily armed man with a tank is going to just crash well, through right. the wall. Dude, okay, so get this. Like, imagine a comedy superhero movie yeah. where this is the plot point. Batman's right, right. like, Mr. Freeze loves diamonds, man. I'm going to get these diamonds. I'm going to throw a, a big party for all these billionaires. Fucking so he rager. hears about it. So it's, yeah. so it's put in the news. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Mr. Freeze shows up, starts just murking the people in the audience. And Batman's like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> There's a lot of people in here. It's packed. out. <laughs> like, in a comedy movie, that would be one of the funniest scenes ever. And then Batman at Hope is like, that really got out of hand. Oh, my God. I really should not have invited so many people. <laughs> like, I can't get have... unmasked now because <laughs> they're going to hate me. I had to retire the Batman costume. I'm now Frogman. <laughs> Not related. Wow. It's a different person than the Batman. <laughs> I was bit by a radioactive frog. Yes. And I'm from a different city. <laughs> My costume looks the same, but it's spray painted green. Coincidence. I didn't know about that other guy. He sounds like a total dick. What's this? Batman's old credit card? <laughs> I guess I'll keep using that. What's the point of making a new account? I bet the pin is... Like, yeah, I mean, it just, it there was no fucking, why have anyone, why invite anyone? He could have just had an empty gala and waited until he showed yeah. up and then swooped in. And then Poison Ivy is also there doing bioterrorism. Also, let's keep in mind that Batman Begins did the same scene. He did. When was it? What was there that? There was a gala at Bruce Wayne's oh, house. My. Right, right. And it was this huge character moment. Because that's when the cat, the house burns down, yeah. right? This huge moment where he has to like get everybody out of the house and kind of yeah. this, you know, Bruce Wayne's pulling in one direction, but his his true life as Batman is pulling him in the other direction. And you almost feel like he's Bruce Wayne is the mask. He's 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 trying to he's starting to think, oh no, I'm about to be revealed, but he's in his Bruce Wayne clothes. And it's this like really interesting moral dilemma that he's in. And someone well, even mm -hmm. says the line, like, the apple really has fallen far from the tree. When they're leaving and and saying Withering. like Bruce, like your father was an honorable man. And even though Bruce <laughs> is like trying to keep his honor inside and like he has to keep his mouth shut. That is so far <laughs> over the head of this movie. 
Well, in the movie's defense, maybe this is a person who's completely divorced from the Bruce Wayne character. And he's like, all of my friends down there, slaughter them. Yep. <laughs> I'm here for the fucking villain. He's like, hmm, if I invite all these billionaires <laughs> to a room, Mr. Freeze might kill them all. My competition, you say? All of these competing shareholders whoa, in one whoa, whoa. room? Hey, Denali, we're on the verge of something here. The, la- the last portion, the city is shot with an ice laser. I think this last thing is, is is like quite hilarious because the city, they're like, okay, everyone's frozen. Mr. Freeze is like, ha ha, 11 minutes again, ha ha. And like Batman, you see, the next time you see them, they're, they've done a full costume change, meaning they went home and changed their entire outfits again and got new, new like stuff. So they went, they like literally went, they wasted two hours Mm-hmm. And then came back with with a can't whole go to new two wardrobe. events in the same wardrobe. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? And that that was clearly like a toy because I had that those toys. Like I had the silver encrusted whatever toys of those things. But it's just like that that totally removes the urgency of the scene. And they're doing the slow alleyway drive with their cool new like mm-hmm. motorcycles. And I think about thirty minutes of the movie passes in the span of ten minutes in in movie minutes because they're just fucking around with grappling hooks for like so fucking long they're moving this telescope up and down they're sliding things they're shooting the rays it was exhausting and i think the pacing of this movie i think is the biggest flaw here you mentioned the wayne manor i think it's also in the action movies just things go back and forth so fucking long by the time we got to the the finale i was exhausted i, I was done with it it's in fact so me and julie watched this in three parts one on the couch two okay. we were like there's still a half an hour left we need to go to bed so we watched it in bed but we fell asleep okay. so we had to rewatch oh, no. what we fell asleep to this morning okay uh <laughs> at one point while we were re-watching uh julie said this she made a very great point because i think it's a good example of why the script didn't work there was no a plus b equals c between scenes if the equal sign is a, is a cut between scenes because at one point bane is on the top of the police like 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 poison ivy or whatever gets right. the gets commissioner gordon's keys poison ivy and bane are on the top of the police station okay right yeah and they want to turn the bat signal on so what they do is they have to have bane there yeah. because bane lifts the light and he goes it's this big scene and he's showing how strong he's a right. and he lifts the light so that it's shown up in the sky why did he have to do that don't they use the I bat mean- signal all the fucking time like, I, okay. does Commissioner wasn't Gordon it, have to Hulk the bat signal up? Well, wasn't it so that they could move it to her new place? Because what, what they do is they modify it. They they take the bat signal. They put it at the Turkish baths where Poison Ivy's hideout is. And then they shine the Robin signal using the modified signal. So I think he was picking it up for transport. It was on. I, I don't know. I don't I For the scene, I guess. <laughs> Because oh. they don't call, yeah, they don't call Batman, right? Because he just, she just lifts it up. And then Batman's like, oh, she was there to take the signal. And he was telling that to Robin. He's like, yo, Robin, she fucking took the signal so that she could like call you over there. And Robin's like, you're just fucking jealous, Batman. Yeah, see, I didn't. It's a good movie now. It's a good. <laughs> I want to say I was sober for this one. <laughs> I mean, I it's, it's we a had hard two line. people. It's, yeah. Uh, and, and we were both sober. I don't know, man. I've probably got hundreds of hours in watching this movie as a, as a child, so maybe that's that's yeah, the, maybe. the through line there. Maybe, but it. I will agree though. Things do not add up easily here, and maybe do not add up at all for a lot of things. Like it is a sequence of scenes, and like the the narrative arc here is just an arrow. It's just a straight. There's no kind of intertwining anything. It's just kind of like here is the next thing. 
Um, For example, the resolution of this film is that they need Alfred. Alfred is sick. Yeah. And Alfred is the most important person on the planet. And he has a disease that, for some reason, Dr. Freeze is the only person on the planet who knows how to cure. So Batman pleads with him and says, save my friend. Fuck all those other people who are on the, on the planet who must have it. you got to give him to my 97-year-old guy. And, uh, the only cure. And Freeze is like, you know what? It's the very end of the movie. You've been chasing yeah. this for like an hour and a half. I, I'll give it to you. You make a fair point, and I'm going to end up making some changes in my own life. And he opens up this compartment on his arm mm-hmm. and takes out the cure for this disease and, and hands it, it to Batman. It's like, <laughs> you know that thing you were talking about? It's right here. <laughs> it's in my wallet. And there's no... Batman's not like, oh, shit, that's actually really convenient. I was are expecting you? to go to like a secondary location. Those are made of glass, dog. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> I've, I've kicked you like a thousand times. There's like <laughs> six explosions. You. We free fell from the sky. <laughs> you landed on the ground at like 30 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and you kept... This is the only copy of The Cure? Take two and call me in the morning. Yeah, it's like, I don't have your number. He's a funny doctor joke. He's a doctor. Oh! That's what doctors say in the old that's days. That's funny. You know? This movie's that's good. A joke. I'm just going to say it. That's it's a, a good joke. Movie. <laughs> it's a joke. He's a jokester. Because even there's when not he a died. lot of jokes in this movie. There's a lot of like weird lines, but some like jokes. That's a joke. That's a joke. Yeah. And it works. He, he gives him this blue stuff. And, and I think it would have been a... Alfred yeah. is back to his, you know toxic alpha bro self the next day i'll be honest i would have been really sussed out if i was asking like the super villain who was trying to kill me all day and he's like oh i got the cure yeah right, right here, here. It's like, <laughs> here you go there's buddy. a thousand to one chance that's anything good <laughs> he's like attached to my suit that's filled with killing devices here's the cure <laughs> At the very least, like the best case scenario, that's gonna be like pre-workout, and it's gonna kill. <laughs> it's gonna kill Alfred. It's too much B vitamins and caffeine. We just injected him with like six hundred cups really, of coffee. Dude? <laughs> it's glowing blue like Gatorade. Why'd you give it to him in like an IV? It's a fucking drink, man. Who'd you get this from? <laughs> you injected him with two five-hour right, energies. You're going away. You're going away from manslaughter. This is insane. Um, okay, let's get to the fucking meters um oh smashing pumpkins outro uh, it was made for this movie uh great song what and uh it won a grammy really for for this for this movie they made yeah and uh it was also like i the reason why i know this song uh despite all my rage i'm still still just a bat in a cage it's the one that was in uh, famously in the 2009 Watchmen trailer oh, that I watched yeah, 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 yeah. over and over. Today yeah. is a good day. Greatest day uh, for a atom bomb. Yeah. yeah. Um, you probably know the song if, I you, do. if you listen to I it. I do. Though. Yeah. It's. Um, yeah, the one for me. That's all I really need. Yeah. Um, meters. So I guess when I was imagining if we did a Batman season, maybe a bat meter. How Batman was this movie? Our our right? our, our meter cleverness. I, I, look, look, I, this is on the fly. We didn't have a whole episode to kind of decide what our meters are in Batman. What, what like a, a Bruceometer? I was saying Bruceometer. Yeah, it's pretty. Good. I would say Bat, Bat- Batmeter is pretty good. Batmeter. Batmeter is just simple. It's because it's it sounds like <laughs> okay. A well, let's be clear. The Batman is not a clever name for a superhero. So let's just fucking no. go with Batmeter. Yeah, it was the twenties. They had all had lead poisoning. Um, yeah, so Batmeter, uh, I guess I'll start us off. How Batman was this movie? Well, well, folks, congratulations. It's a Batman movie. He's in, I, I would say, like 75% of this movie. Um, you don't get, 
I, I think, okay, this is so fucking stupid, but if I had a Batman meter, I would have one parents getting shot sequence, all right? This did not have it, okay? You had you had the scene with where he's like, oh, Alfred, when he's like a little kid. I, that doesn't count. Um, y- They had the gadgets, all right? So that's going to rank highly. This is probably the most gadgets you see in the movie. After you see the cod piece and the butt cheeks go on, it's like they're grabbing six different boomerangs for like kind of a long time. Uh, so that's gonna get it there. Batmobile looked pretty fucking sick, dude. It's got like these like spinning LEDs and shit. It looked like Fast and the Furious. That's gonna get a point for me there. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a seven on the Bat Meter. I think you could go a lot higher on this thing. Okay. Uh, you see these movies like uh, Batman Begins. I think that's all about Batman. He's a side character here, but I think I think it gets there a little bit. Ryan, what do you? How Batman was this movie? Um, four. A four. I'm going with the four. I just don't think there was enough Batman. And also, like, it wasn't very cool. Like, I didn't want to be Batman in this movie. No. Watch Batman Begins, and you're like, fuck. I want to go to that Himalayas. It's fucking ninja. I, it's so sick. I want to go, like, screw it. Screw my job. Screw my student loans. Well. But, like, in, well. in, gen- <laughs> in general, like, that's not They're too bad. <laughs> uh, I'll fall in a frozen lake. Here, you're like, oh, he's cool. He's he's rich. His old man is dying, kind of thing. That's like the yeah. other character point. Um, and he has this really weird way of like insulting people we don't see in the other movies. He's kind mm-hmm. of a he's he's not very nice in this movie. Because every time he talks asshole, to Robin, yeah. he's like, "Hey, Dick." That's not the way we do it around here. <laughs> His name's Dick in the movie too. So he's like, that. he's like, "Look, I know. Look, you don't have a lot of experience, Dick. But the way I do it." The way I do it. He says his name every time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just it just wasn't for me. Not not a Batman movie for me. I I would be the the thing that makes me more interested in Batman because of this. I am actually more interested in going back to see the other ones and seeing if they're better than this. Specifically, right. the one with Jim Carrey. Uh, because I that thought I thought in my brain that came after this. So I actually would gotcha. be interested to go to go see that one. I don't really care much about Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. I think they take themselves too seriously. Maybe I think it's it's worth a watch, and I think I mean after this episode, maybe a Batman season might be fun. <laughs> Dude, uh, we watch I'm, Under I'm, the Red Hood. Dude, oh. I, I will also say the billionaire aspect of Batman. I think you see the worst parts of it here. I think he is totally unlikable as Bruce Wayne, but the Bruce Wayne in the Batman Begins kind of series, it's kind of like he's taking the piss. It's like. I am doing this character, but in here, there's no joke here. He's like, I am actually like this, and I am a fucking asshole. Yeah, right? Um, when, when he told yeah. off Poison Ivy, that, right, that was right. real Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, it's it's completely un, undivorced. He is like a capitalist dickhead. Our responsibility lies with the shareholders. The shareholders, you piece of shit. You're fired. You're hired. You're fired. Look at his face. Um, He's kind of Mr. Krabsy. Me money! Um, The review for this movie movie meter this one's tough dude i'll be honest this one's tough for me uh because this triggered a lot of memories i had a lot of these toys man i don't know um look this this has been tread a billion times people have had their takes on batman and robin a million podcasts have reviewed this thing everyone's reviewed it but what i'm gonna do here is i'm gonna defend it a little bit okay we have been 20 years removed from camp i think it's about time it comes back just a little bit just just for some things okay so when i got to see batman be a silly little goose, put out some bat skates, put out a bat bomb, and run around like a fucking idiot. 
I was kind of laughing my ass off, all right? Seeing all the jokes, seeing kind of the rogues gallery give these really wet, non-serious performances. I mean, think about the Riddler that you see in the Batman movie in Robert Pattinson. That is a humorless, fucking terrifying Riddler. But like in here, it's it's like you're watching a cartoon for, for six-year-olds. And I think this movie is made for kids. It's not made for 20-year-old whatever, like adults to watch to kind of critically analyze. I think it's made to sell toys. And I think it works in that regard. Um, I think Joel Schumacher <laughs> kind of just gave this really colorful, really wild performances. And I think there's some really, really cool, great set pieces here. And I don't know. I like the performances in, in this movie. I think nothing was acted truly bad. I just think the direction was the flaw here. Um, my biggest criticism is with the pacing. Two hours is a ridiculous ask for a movie like this. You can't have like a tone like this and sustain it. It needs to be an hour 20 uh, tops for a movie like this. So I think I'm going to give it a six, okay? Boo. I'm going to give it a six. It's a, I enjoyed this movie. This movie deserved better, and I don't think it deserves the 11% of Rotten Tomatoes, where the fuck it has. Six. This movie's good. I was doing a bit where, okay. like, I would act more disinterested the more praise you would give it. Um, mm. <laughs> it's audio. It's tough to... It's tough to convey an audio. Just add some, like, chair squeaks. I'll add chair squeaks in the audio, and kind of like a ruffling of pages like you're reading a book. Um, two. I'm giving it a two. A two. Yeah, two. Coming out with the double bones. Oh, um, Ryan. Snake eyes, baby. The problem is everybody understands this is a bad movie, even the people who made it. The yes. writer of the movie said the problem was not the acting. Problem was not the direction. Problem was not the studios. The problem was the writing. Not enough freeze jokes. And I think <laughs> that would have saved the movie And if they doubled the freeze jokes. Like, I, I disagree with him in that I think it's... Inevitability. It, it all comes back down to the studios. Um, it's just way overproduced. I, I just don't understand how... Like, this movie would have been way better if its budget was cut in half. And we were literally pointing laughing at the screen when the icicles would, mm -hmm. like, would like wiggle. Right. <laughs> and, um, dude, stop and get another... Like, put a piece of wire or something so they stop wiggling and just get another take. And apparently Chris O'Donnell said in the trivia, like, he said that... He and Arnold Schwarzenegger share like a bunch of scenes, right? Like a bunch of scenes. They're in like half the movie together. Right. They were never on set on the same day, yeah, yeah. which is and absurd. You can feel that. They right, were never right. on screen at the same time, but he's like the superhero in the villain. <laughs> the movie just doesn't work when you overproduce it like that. Like there's mm -hmm. so about making this a giant like set with this huge like soundstage. And I don't want Batman on a huge soundstage. I want Batman in a dark alley. There's a lot to be. I I sort of disagree that like this movie's like over criticized because if you go on YouTube and you just type in Batman and Robin, there's like unironic clip shows who, that that like take clips of this movie and they have like eight million views and they're like Poison Ivy dances <laughs> at the ball and it's like not supposed to be a joke, right? Uh, I think there's a couple great things in here like the ice puns. A couple times, there's a pitch coming in and they hit it out of the park. When he says, the Iceman coming, I sat up. I was like, oh, I got to write that down. That was good. Because that, that's an allegory for the same story. Like, that's essentially, oh. it's the same story. It's about a man who accidentally kills his wife. Shit. <laughs> so, like, I was like, oh, fuck. That's sick, bro. So maybe, again, more ice puns. 
I think would have pushed it over <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, you got to come back around full circle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then again, like, there's there's things that I just hated. Like, absolutely fucking hated about this movie. For instance, the 10-minute-long bike race scene that had no oh ending. God, they yeah. just cu- jump cut back to the mansion. And the fact that the bike gang had blown up a fuck ton of balloons and placed them throughout. <laughs> like, imagine, like, we're the baddest gang on the... On, in the biggest city on the planet and we're gonna have this underground street race where we're gonna kill people and throw them off cliffs and stuff hey did you get those balloons yeah, yeah make we sure said you, uh... okay we said 20 bl- baby blue and mm-hmm. 55 pink okay 55 pink okay i'm gonna blow them up by mouth because there's no helium in these they're just laying Dude, on the ground I by guess. mouth we spent ninety thousand dollars on this industrial balloon blower remember oh, okay. everybody paid well, dues I- I guess I blew up like about fifteen of these, so I'm just gonna place them on the track in this one one spot. I guess no, in a not line. one spot. Uh, Did you see the prints? They were circulated last week. Did okay. you get the Dropbox link? Um, I put the balloons on the ground next to the explosions. Uh, so when okay, they dude, run over Jimmy, the, I'm sorry, Jimmy, yeah, it's just not working okay. out. You know, we have a oh, we okay. have the probationary period for a reason. Yeah. Uh huh. We invest a lot in training our new staff. Yeah. Uh. No, I've been having a good time here. Yeah, you know, it's not anything against like you, like, like personality wise. Okay. In fact, you, you're free to come back and patronize if you can afford the entry fee. But oh, great! I would yeah, love to. Yeah. The, okay. No. No. The problem. The problem is we just have a mission statement. I bet, and this is nothing against you. I think just it's probably an indictment on our part um, on our training. I think okay. you probably you probably can't like recite the mission statement right now. I could. I could recite it. You know what, Jimmy? I'll eat my words. Um. I'll, I'll eat my words. If you can recite the four tenets of the yeah. bike race loving gang, the the BRLG, um, yeah, a first first rule, um, always keep the balloons, um, blown up, keep your balloons blown up in a line. Okay. Uh, you second, know what? Put put a put a yeah. bunch of monkeys in a room. Eventually, they make Shakespeare. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. That, that, that might be a, uh, that, n- that, number two. Kind of, you can kind of deduce that by looking around. Uh, yeah, that, that's that, on the board. It's on the yeah. board. Okay. Uh, gimme. Um, okay. Uh, make sure to always have the racetrack end with a blown up bridge so everybody flies off uh, the end of the bridge and there's no end of the race. Hey, good job. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, okay. maybe this is a compliment my, to my us, job's actually, not... that our training program worked. Go ahead. Uh, number three, um, make sure there's only like four guys in the race. So when you have like an audience of like 600 people, there's only like four guys to watch. Exclusivity. You're, yeah. Yeah. So, so big, Jimmy, I mean, this tenet. is the past. But I'm gonna say the 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 tenant is exclusivity colon exclusivity colon colon. And what you said. Make sure there's only four guys to watch. Okay, yeah. Um, okay. And then and then number number five. I'm I'm um, gonna say I'm actually kind of impressed. You're bringing it around. Okay, I hope this will save my job. Number five. Uh, this is for the kids. So always make sure to include child gang members in the audience, swinging around chains and holding weapons. You know, I, I'm man enough. I'm man enough, Jimmy, to uh to admit. Am I uh, yeah to admit when I've been wrong. Am I back? Uh we're back at business, baby. Jimmy, I love you, brother. All right. I love all you, right. brother, man. Br- Thank God in. because because uh Bernard quit today. So I needed you to get in the slop. Oh Bernard. I need you to get in the slop house. The slop house? Yeah. Uh we did it. We did it, guys. And Jimmy did it. He got a job back. Congratulations to Jimmy. That was our review of Batman and Robin folks uh we, we i think we had like a kind of a defense attorney and an, uh, a a bad attorney what's that called the offense attorney <laughs> um the defense and offense attorney as they have defense and i think we really settled dude, the that's case that's a good joke i have never i've 
Yeah, I've never you can heard bring that. that in. You can you can use that one. Okay, wait, hold on. Um, I went to I was pre law and undergrad for four years. I spent a year doing the LSAT. Mm-hmm. Went to law school for three years. I've been an attorney for four years, and I never heard that joke until now. <laughs> the offense attorney. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. So I. You know, I think the audience has a good idea of the the uh, the criticisms, the successes and failures of this movie. But what do you guys at home think about it? All right, maybe watch it. Maybe throw it on the old uh, the old Max and uh, and check it check it out and see if you would watch because they had a, they had a sequel planned for this movie. It was going to cross over in the first crossover of the DC DC Comics movies with a Nicolas Cage Superman. Is the world a better place without it? Who knows? I, I, I don't know, actually. Could I, the, I legit don't know. the Bush Wars been avoided? Okay, this is... <laughs> could this have moved the dial in Florida to avoid what happened in the 2000 election? Unlike right, with Armageddon, again, this, is, this, is an, this is not an open and shut case. This is, this is more of a stretch, but it could have been a thing that moved the dial. Who knows? Who knows? We'll never know. Um, but folks, thank you for joining us. Please join us uh, as we continue our car season we're going to be watching Cars eventually. God, eventually, we'll watch Cars and we'll finish it off. And we will knows? watch Cars. I think you mean we'll review Cars. I watched Cars a fucking <laughs> month <Watch> ago. <laughs> Ryan is going to watch Cars once a week until we finally settle on a record time. But please, you know, fucking like and subscribe. Check out our shit. See our faces on YouTube. Tell a friend about us. Tell a friend about Batman and Robin. Maybe it's worth another look. Ryan doesn't think so. Um, and with that, Ryan, shall we end the show? Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, it was ice to see you guys. (laughs)